You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we move into another exit interview from Australian Survivor Season 4, up to the 13th person voted out of the 2017 season, Mr. Jared Singh. First vote out after the merge, our first jury member of the season. And another blind side uh, in what was a fairly entertaining episode, actually. We, we obviously knew going into this it was going to be a big warring episode in terms of uh, who was going to gain the ascendancy of the alliances. And we've obviously got now a bit of an answer here with a few flippers uh, from Summer Tao moving across to some members of Asunga and Jared taken out. And entertaining player, Jared, sort of a subtly entertaining player. And uh, had a big fan community out there for him. We discussed that a little bit, of course, last week on our Megacast. And uh, this chat's quite good with Jared. He talks a little bit about uh, how he was going into that uh, tribal council, his thoughts going in, and whether or not it really was a blind side or not. And uh, just mentioning a few things there in regards to a couple of the players moving forward. Lockie's flip, Tara's flip. And, of course, uh, just some of his game as well, uh, which a lot of people appreciated, I feel, coming into this part of the show. So, uh, without further ado, let's sit back and listen to our exit interview with the 13th person voted out of Australian Survivor Season 4, Jared Singh. Big pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network, the latest eliminated contestant from Australian Survivor 2017. Please welcome to the show, Jared Singh. Jared, welcome to the program this morning. Thanks. How are you going? I am going well, mate. How about yourself? I mean, uh, obviously uh, not the way you want to leave the show, but I mean, I guess in some ways, as a, as a huge fan of Survivor, I mean, is there any better way to at least leave the show in a blind side in some strange way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. You know, it's it's you know when you're watching the show as a fan, it's always awesome to see a blindsided happen. A bit different <laughs> feeling when it's uh, you getting blindsided. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. You know, you want to go out that way, but you're also like, man, you know, if if only I knew there could have been a chance to fight, you know. I think that's the trade-off. You don't get to fight for it. So, um, unfortunately, uh, good move by everyone because did not see that coming. And is it is it a frustrating experience then after waiting all this time to, to I guess, see the episode, uh, try and find a bit of closure, no doubt, uh, you know, outside of the conversations you no doubt have with some of the other players outside of the game. I mean, did you find the episode last night explained a little bit more why the blind side happened? Um, yeah, I guess it shed a little bit of light, but I mean, it, it was pretty easy to work out. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm the first injury villa, so I, you know, it, you know I, I knew what was going on. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it probably, yeah, it was good to watch it. It was good to see how it went down. It's good to see that Lockie at least was conflicted <laughs> about voting for me because I, I didn't think that was a great move for Lockie. I was, um, probably his, uh, biggest supporter within my alliance, um, I assumed, you know, it was pretty obvious that um, a hit was coming to my alliance at Tribal, but, uh, you know, I thought logically through it and thought, you know, the best move for them is to probably take out Tessa. Uh, mm. So that's, that's why I didn't see my name coming. And it's, I mean, it's obviously an interesting one to kind of see uh, what was kind of being said about taking out you. I mean, it seemed to be the big uh, reasoning behind it was to weaken Ziggy. Do you feel that it would have been more so Tessa would have been the one that would have weakened that alliance? Are we not seeing as much as Tessa right now that we perhaps should be seeing at this point in the game? Uh, you know, I think it just comes down to relationships. You know, I think for, you know, the... Core Asunga tribe, you know, they're happy to take out anybody on, on my side. It doesn't matter to them. But, you know, with Lucky being the 
kind of a swing vote in that. Um, you know, me and him, you don't really see it, but me and him had quite a good relationship out there. He kind of clashed with Tessa over a few things. Um, so from uh, Lockie's point of view, uh, I think it would have been better to keep me around. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, or at least, yeah, you know, move, move it off me to someone else uh, like, like Tessa or Pete, you know, who he didn't really have that bond with. Um, but yeah, good move from Henry. That was uh, Henry was the one who I think um, really uh, benefited the most from getting me out. And considering that he his name was being floated around there for such a long time, obviously since he flipped across there to uh, to Summertow. I mean, it's it's a weird thing to be able to say this, but do you think winning a lot actually cost Summertow uh, a real chance of being able? Well, I guess yourself, your alliance there, I should say, Jared, to really uh, take out Henry because I mean, you know, winning's great, but uh, you know, not when he's kept in the game and he's able to kind of make a move like this against you at the merge. Yeah, exactly. That's that's right. And I had been hoping we would uh, lose um, that last immunity challenge on the A-frame. I tried to signal to Ziggy to uh, <laughs> to let go, and <laughs> because you know this was our chance to get him out before you know he gets to rejoin back in the summer. But unfortunately, uh, no. Fortunately, we won, and uh, I was actually not very happy to see us win because he was uh, definitely going if uh, we um, lost that immunity challenge. I'm sure it's very hard to make an Olympian want to lose something, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, uh, I, knew, I knew she wasn't going to like to say. I, I just, it was a bit uh, wishful thinking. But, yeah, I think that's what, that's what happened. You know, I wanted to get Henry out for so long, uh, you know, waking up every day and looking at him. And I just, you know, I was like, man, how are you still here? You know, I, I, was, I just I was campaigning really hard. And uh, in hindsight, I should have let that go at, at the merge. But um, I, I kind of carried on that plan, and that's... Uh, that was the downfall, unfortunately. And it seems to be a case with uh, some of these seasons of Survivor. I think we famously saw it in uh, Token Cheats and Samoa in the US version that you kind of have such a discrepancy in numbers from one former tribe to the other and you've only got a very small number that we obviously had here with the Sunga that somehow they can uh, sort of dogfight their way through and uh, before you know it, you've got this tiny uh, group of four that can make it way to the end. I mean, do you feel we've got a chance of a, of a repeat here and that the, uh, the Summertower tribe heading into this, confident with the numbers, and already straight away we're seeing that that doesn't mean nothing when it comes to the merge? Yeah, that's the thing about having a small, tight-knit group. I mean, one of my favourite seasons, uh, I can't remember which one it was, Cook Islands maybe with Yule and Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one it was. And I, I I loved watching that, you know, group of four just take out everybody to the end. So it's great to watch. And I think that's the power of having a small, united group is that, you know, you always find cracks in the, the larger one. And um Credit to uh, the, that core Sunga group. They really did make it look like they were fractured at the merge. You know, they were all saying that, you know, we're ready to uh, turn on each other because we know we have no hope. So, you know, they, they played that very well. And Jericho's uh, line there at uh, Tribal Council talking about it uh, being a war and you want to be on the right side of that war. I mean, that was kind of like a firing shot just there, wasn't it, heading into the vote? <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty apparent uh, at the vote. Um, I don't think they showed... Um, Tar, uh, Tar, I think Tara was the first one to kind of spill the beans a bit on what was going to happen. And uh, from then on, it was like, all right, we know it's coming, but we don't know who it's uh, coming after. And, you know, those guys hit it very well. If I had known that it was going to be me, then uh, we had Ziggy's Idol up our sleeve. So... Uh, that it was a great move by them to keep it very secret. 
Yeah, and I mean Tara is Tara is obviously loving this point too because she's she's kind of getting revenge on a few of these players that uh, took her out of her earlier position there on uh, on Summertown. I mean, we saw that obviously she held on to uh, I guess some form of I guess grudge against you. It seemed uh, from early on in the game. I mean, is Tara kind of only playing a revenge game at this point, or is is Tara you feel sort of just floating around there in a point where she maybe can be some form of threat moving forward in this game? Yeah, Tara's a player that, uh, and, and everybody knows that Tara plays with emotion and doesn't really um, delve too deep into strategy. Although, I mean, it probably was a good move from her at that point uh, because she was never going to be uh, a, a friend of her, my core alliance. So, um, you know, credit to her, it, it was the right move. It, it's uh, annoying for me that um, certain twists, you know, save other people and that can have an effect, but that's not, you know, that's not... Tara's doing. She was um, she was playing with what she got, and I think she did the right move. Now, now overall for yourself though, Jared. I mean, uh, as we've obviously mentioned, a, a big fan of the show. I mean, you lasted thirty six days. If you're on a US season, I mean, you'd basically be in the final five, final six there. <laughs> but I mean, uh, your strategy also seemed to impress a lot of the fans out there, just in terms of how you were sort of going about things quietly, but when you're making your moves when you needed to. Were you were you pleased of how you you played this game after being such a fan of this show for so long and getting that opportunity to, I guess show how you were able to play a game like this? Yeah, I I was very uh, happy with the way I'd played the game up until the merge. That's when it kind of all fell apart. But up until then, my you know, I had a very detailed, meticulous plan going in and I stuck to it perfectly. You know, I created this alliance where I was, you know, the key power behind it without appearing so you know i had shields like ziggy and ak there to take all the hits and um that was going so well uh unfortunately you know things change around a bit and uh i'm proud of that part of my game uh merge you know i i do concede that you know i i didn't make the best move there um and i wish that i wish that i got to stick around a bit more after the merge because that was when i was uh, that was the plan was to kind of come out of my shell a bit more around the merge time and unleash a bit of creativity and stir things up but uh didn't get the chance unfortunately but consolation though of course though jury i mean uh you know i guess it's kind of always a goal isn't it for for most people to do merge and do jury so at least at the end of the day you must be uh, i guess satisfied that you will get to have a, a final say in this game with uh who will win the half a million dollars yeah, that was uh, the you know uh, apart from not getting voted out first, that was the next milestone, <laughs> and I'm very glad that I just managed to scrape in and uh, watch it all unfold. And yeah, like you said, have a say at the end of the game, and that's you know uh, it's good consolation prize to be able to choose you know who I who, who my vote goes to. Well, Jared, on behalf of a lot of the fans out there that are very sad to see you go this morning, uh, appreciate your time here on the show, mate. Uh, fantastic game. Commend- commendations to you for, for really doing well out there and uh, best of luck. And we, we look forward to seeing how uh, this game unfolds and uh, what's going to happen with yourself and the rest of the people who join you there at Jury Villa. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, you know, because I don't, you know, I, I'm sitting at Jury Villa, I don't, I see the tribal councils, but I don't see what actually goes down at camp. So, uh, you know, I'm as excited as anyone to see what happens now. And a big thank you to Jared there for his time, as well as a big thank you to Channel 10 for arranging that exit interview. We're going to have another one for you tomorrow. Uh, all, of course, going to plan, should there be a vote out in tonight's episode. And, of course, should we wake up and the uh, contestant wants to talk to us? It feels weird having to say that. But, uh, sadly, obviously, uh, with what happened with AK, we sometimes probably have to factor that into uh, play 
slightly. We That is out of our control. We can't force someone to talk to us if they don't want to. That's purely their decision. So, uh, obviously, we'll let you know how that goes. But uh, stay tuned to our social media. Obviously, we're not uh, live tweeting at the moment. Uh, it's, just, it's just something we've decided to not do anymore. Um, I mean... You know, uh, if that led to anything to do with AK not wanting to talk to us, um, then we're obviously just going to take a, a step back from uh, posting during episodes um, just because we feel it, it it's a necessary evil. We, we enjoy doing it, but um, if people can't handle what we're saying in our tweets, it offends, uh, or if that's something that's too far with some people, even though we're not really doing anything different to anybody else, then sadly, that's uh, that's the route we will take. But uh, we will, of course, post at least at the end of the episode, should there be an elimination, to get your listener questions in. And reminder that we do, of course, have our big episode, our big recap episode that we're planning. We're recording it on Wednesday night, given that we're back to three episodes a week here currently of Australian Survivor. And uh, we've got three, of course, former Season 1 contestants from the dreaded Kadena tribe on the Channel 9 version. Deborah Pert, Sylvan Dorney and Karen Shaw all joined us to chat, sort of a mini reunion, uh, not only about their season, but of course how they feel this season is going as well. So remember to get your listener questions in for that one. You can uh, do it via our Facebook post that we put up on the weekend. You can email us, the Network at hotmail.com, or if you head to the oznetwork.net, click on the contact form. And you can find, obviously, the uh, the area there where you can type in your question as well. Already got a few good ones in. And uh, as always, we look forward to uh, seeing those from you. But Australian Survivor, of course, continues tonight, 7.30pm on Channel 10. Check your local guides for confirmation of exactly uh, where it will be airing in your local area. And we, of course, look forward to bringing you another exit interview this time tomorrow. In the meantime, once again, thanks to Jared, thanks to Channel 10. My name is Ben. This has been the Oz Network, and we will speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 